we fly to Korea directly from Japan to join the World Cup. So in the first Shia in my life, I, I'm so scared. And Ji Sensei told me, okay, don't be nervous. You just do whatever you did the normal training in Hong Kong. So okay, then I go. This is the, my beginning. It's a really, really hard feeling that you carry higher down than the people that you can't do anything. But this is also the candle spirit. Rather than just win or lose. It's okay, I can't keep my opponent. Never mind. Just keep on hard training and continue. One day, hopefully, you could do it in the normal way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Tokushikai Inside Look podcast. Today we're speaking with Agnes Lee Sensei from Hong Kong, China. Lee Sensei has been training for over 20 years and was on the national team for five World Kendo Championships and currently holds the rank of 5th Dan in Kendo and 5th Dan in Iaido. Today we'll be talking about what drew her back to practice after nearly a decade away and the challenges of becoming a beginner again. Lee Sensei is an inspiration to me and many other young Budo practitioners for her selflessness and courage, and it was a pleasure to speak with her about her experiences and philosophy for practice. I hope you enjoy our conversation with Agnes Lee Sensei. Hello everybody, my name is Agnes Lee. I'm come from Hong Kong Kendo Association and I'm doing Kendo for over 20 years. I start Kendo right after my secondary school. I hope to find something more interesting to practice rather than just doing basketball or swimming. At that time, comic books is very popular in Hong Kong. So I read the comics, which is topic is Kendo which is quite interesting, very interesting. So I try to find from Hong Kong any Kendo can learn it. And finally, around two years to find the association, because at that time it's not so popular. In Hong Kong, around 20 or 30 people know about it. I find it very interesting and I am practicing for the Sandan. This is my starting history. And at that time, some people in Hong Kong, they also practicing Iaido. It's only a few people. I started with 1991 or something, and I get my shodan in Japan. After that, in Hong Kong, the people stopped practicing. So Yaido, I quit for more than 20 years. And then after a certain time, the chairman of Hong Kong Association asked me to restart the Yaido club. And I met very low dan at the time. So I practicing with the people, not only teaching, not teaching, uh, definitely not teaching. So I'm practicing with them, and then now I do five times for the Yaido. For Kendo, I restarted on the year, year of 2000. I restarted Kendo again. I, I've been quit for more than eight years because I uh, went to diving instructor. But at that time, I didn't forget the feeling and the concept of Kendo gave me. The confidence and the patience and all the concept of Kendo, I, I, I didn't forget. So I pulled my Goku back and go back to Ken Kendo again by the year of 2000. You said in the early years, so that was late 80s, early 90s, there was yeah. not too many people doing Kendo in Hong Kong. Was there any back and forth? Were people going to Japan? Were people coming from Japan to Hong Kong? Yes, uh, people from Hong Kong going to Japan quite often. When we go to some daughter practice, even the police daughter in Tokyo, I've been there several times when I was very young. I followed the senpai to practice at that time. And also many Japanese sensei group of people come to Hong Kong dojo for visit. Part of it, they doing kendo in the nighttime and the daytime they go for sightseeing. So it have to function. And uh, we appreciate very much that there's a lot of group of people, they choose Hong Kong to practice and sightseeing at that time. 
So they were coming to Hong Kong to sightsee and they contacted the local kendo clubs and asked if they could come practice with you? Yes, in Hong Kong, the development of kendo is the main association, Hong Kong Kendo Association. And up to now, we have around 10 subsidiary dojo. So people promoted to higher down. We try to promote more kendo in different districts. We open our own dojo to practice. Like me, I'm doing the kendo in Hong Kong University, helping them to create a kendo club. But the Hong Kong University club is the youngest one, I can say. Uh, it takes a long time for the students to develop the club, but I keep on teaching them for more than 10 years. When you first started, you said there was 20, 30 people doing it. Was that one club or was that a couple of clubs? In Hong Kong, uh, the olden days, it's only one club in the early 80s or 90s, only one club. So uh, there are some Japanese working in Hong Kong, they will serve as a sensei to teach us and to take over with us. At that time, I think Hong Kong people, except the, the original chairman, I mean, he is five done in Kendo, but now we immigrate to Toronto, but we, we lost of contact already. If we are really want to see Mr. Ju, Ju sensei is the, the oldest chairman, so we really want to keep contact with him. But since we disconnected. How does you go about starting a club? Do you just contact the local public community centers and ask if you can rent a space? Does the Hong Kong Kendo Association help find and open these spaces? Uh, talking about being uh, a dojo like me, in Hong Kong, first of all, we need to register in the government, in the government as a charity group. They have some criteria and document you need to submit and then declare that you're for charity because in Hong Kong subsidiary dojo or some this kind of uh, group normally it's not for earning money I mean not for business after we register in the government we contact the Hong Kong Kendo Association and register over there as a subsidiary dojo of course it's according to the MA, then we need to fulfill some criteria also like in Kendo, if you want to be a full subsidiary dojo, we need to have members totally have 10 down. Like you have 5 down and with another two people with 5 down and 10 down, okay? Or you got three people get together. Like I, I'm 5 down, I got a, one member is a sun down and another member two down, then I can register as a full subsidiary dojo. If I don't have full subsidiary dojo, then I can register as an associate dojo. My dojo is associate dojo, uh, so-called, which is not enough for 10. So I, I registered with two more members when I was five down plus two members with two down. So only nine. So I registered as associate dojo in Hong Kong. What's the difference? Actually, it's not too much difference. The difference mainly is we only can have one candidate to participate in the Senate. Every dojo, we need to send in one or two, depends on your situation. For the associate dojo, we only can submit one member to sit in the Senate panel. And if you are a full subsidiary dojo, we can submit two to the Senate to monitor the Hong Kong Association to how to use the money in Hong Kong. Because in government, we have also some subsidies from Hong Kong government. Not too much money, but there is some for us to making the competition or support us to have training in national team members.
Okay, well, that's actually a great transition. I know you've been a member of the national team for several world championships. Can you tell me about how you got into it and what was each of those events like? Uh, long time ago, you need to attend is the first criteria that uh, to be a national team member. And then the coach decides who can go to the national team for fighting in world championship. But nowadays we've been developed so many years, we've been developed a very good system to ask the member they, they join. They, we, we apply with, to the Hong Kong Kendo Association to be the member for selection. So many criteria that we need to join the local competition, uh, overseas competition that arranged by the association as well and how active and how your performance, the local GI, we calculate and develop a very good system nowadays. What was the first competition that you participated in, first world championship? And how many people were in Hong Kong doing kendo at the time? The first time to join world championship is Korea, 1988. At the time, I was only a beginner. I, I can't remember it's Shodan or Nidan. So it's all arranged by the association. At that time, it's only very limited people, not too many. So the people like men team, we send five people or six people go together. And the girls team at that time is no girls competition in the world championship. I only can join a friendly match we call the friendly match in World Championship for the girls GI. So it's not too much criteria at that time to be the national team member. So I, I'm quite lucky, I can say. At that time, only of maybe 10 girls was in Hong Kong doing kendo. And then for continuous keep practicing in kendo, it's only a few people. So I'm, I, I'm lucky, I can say, easier to be representing Hong Kong at that time. How did participating as a member of the national team and going to World Championship like impact you personally? Honestly, in the first time, I don't know. I know nothing. They just say we go to Korea for a competition, and I follow. I know nothing about it. And I, when the first GI, even though at that time Hong Kong don't have much competition arranged for a local member, because not honestly, it's not too many people participate. So at that time in Hong Kong, it hasn't been stopped for any local competition. So the association arranged us to have practiced in Japan for more than two weeks, as I remember. So at that time, Holly Sensei, a famous family, the father and a famous sister, Holly Akemi Sensei, the family is candle playing and the whole family is doing candle. At that time, the Holly Bear father bring us to Japan to practice in a quite a, a long time, say more than two weeks, and then we fly to Korea directly from Japan to join the World Championship. So in the first Shia in my life, I just know nothing. What is it? So I'm quite scared and I, and what should I do? I, I'm so scared. And the chairman, Ji Sensei, told me, okay, don't be nervous. You just do as whatever you did the normal training in Hong Kong. So, okay, then I go. So this is the, my beginning. It's quite interesting. It's a very precious experience at the time. Did you participate as a member of a women's team? I keep on, well, actually it's not distinguished into too much. At that time, we just fighting with the men, even in Hong Kong. 
it, it hasn't been separated so clear because in the, even in the child, world championship, we just have plenty match for the girls. We don't have female team. Until I stopped Kendall for a few years, I noticed that, wow, there's a women team for the world championship. I'm so happy. And I find Hong Kong at that time, more girls is doing competition. So I told myself, yes, I must come back and uh, I hope to participate in the girls team again. So I restart the candle again. I joined all normal Keiko and uh, national team training at that time. I've been doing candle, I think, five or seven times a week, almost every day. So pretty hard at that time. It continues more than 10 years until no, no, Novera, Italy one. After the Italy, I retired for the World Candle Championship because I was getting old and uh, I find my physical, we cannot fulfill the national team hard training. So it's time to uh, have more chance for the young people, young girls and young people to participate and have more training on that. Um, could you recap, you participated in five championships? What was the year and the location? 1988, yeah. Korea, 1991, Toronto. I participated in Taiwan, ah, uh, remember. Glasgow, 2003, I guess, and then 2006 for Taipei, and 2009, I didn't go to Brazil. And again, the last one is the Italy, 2012 or 11. I stopped Kendo after the 1991, after Toronto World Kendo Championship. I just came back for a while and then I was attracted by the diving. So I, I quit. Seems I like, uh, I think diving is more fun. Well, yeah, why not a try? Then it took me stop candle for a few years. But for the diving, I find that it's only for fun. It's not a kind of training. Uh, in my mind, the concept is totally different. The spirit is totally different. So I remember the spirit of candle. And also together with the girls team already can fight in the world champion. So I decided to come back. So that's actually very rare and very hard for people to leave for so long a time and come back because they feel like, oh, I was good and I was getting there and now I'm back to, to restart and have to remember everything. Could you tell me about the month leading up to you starting again? What were the things that were going through your head as you were thinking, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Okay, I'll just try it. What was going through your head? Actually, I bring my boku and go to the dojo for several times before I re really resume my candle training. A few times I go in, I feel very hard. I can't really remember how to do. Of course, still a little bit memory on the movement, but my body can't move at all, can't hit people at all. At that time, when I quit, I already sandan. So I get back, I carry sandan, but people Everybody was, even though lower down, they are doing regular training. It's much easier. And, I, and for myself, I feel oh, it's really hard and so heavy, the, the vocal is. So I not get used to regular time to carry my vocal and go out to join the training. But I keep pushing myself and the, I remember the spirit remind me I should go again. I should take up the hard training again. So at that time, I told myself, I, okay, I restarted in the, just like a beginner. I started with beginner and I followed the senpai to teaching the beginner class, sit together in the beginner class. So I started from the most beginning, Suriyasi, uh, Suburi. 
again, even though I carry sandan, but I'm a beginner, I told myself. So it took me around one year around to catch up with the regular physical training and uh, all the subuli, even the normal keiko. So I get used to, oh, it's time to go training. Oh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like that. At least I get used to my mind. Oh, I, I need to go. So I go. So the physical part is one thing, but then also the, the people would have changed. Some people might have left from when you were there before. Some people that might have been lower ranked than you are now higher ranked than you. What was the, the feeling of integrating back into that interpersonal area? Well, it's a really, really hard feeling that you carry higher down than the people that you can't do anything. But at that time, this is also the candle spirit. The normal heart of our mind, we should tell ourselves, keep the training continue rather than just win or lose. It's okay, I can't keep my opponent at that time. Never mind, just keep on hard training and continue. One day, hopefully, you could do it in the normal way. Were there people there that remember you from before that were looking and saying, oh, I remember when you were practicing here and you were this good? And Yes, of course. Many senpai and the old people, they keep on practice. Many people don't know me because it's not too many girls in Hong Kong Candle Association practice at the time. But of course, more new members, they don't know me. Uh, they've been practicing for a few years at haven't seen me for once. So no matter, I just do my best at the time. I think it's very interesting how much of a leadership role you've played now in the Hong Kong Kendo Association. You organized a lot of things. Before you left for that break, that 10 years of not doing Kendo and 20 years of not doing EI, were you doing stuff? Were you helping out the organization in that way? Or was that something new that you brought back when you resumed your practice? When I first stepped in the association, there's a lot of things I noticed. Oh, it's a big difference from the time when I left. Uh, first obvious is people, in Hong Kong people, we not all of us can speak Japanese, the Japanese terms of practice even. I find everybody speaks good Japanese, more Japanese that they can speak. So other than resuming Kendo, I also, okay, I need to go to school for the Japanese. So at that time, I also started the Japanese learning for one year. I go to school in the evening. People learn more terms of uh, Japanese speaking. And secondly, of course, many people have been promoted. They keep on practice during these few years. They promoted to five dan, uh, young dan, five dan at that time. And then and the, even the young generation, the new people I didn't know, they also doing already nidan zandan with good technique at that time. And also for the association, the development at the local Xi'ai been developed very good. There's so many already some local competition arranged for in interdojo or the individual matches. Cooperate with government and also some subsidiary dojo already developed at the time. So I find, oh, this is good. I should come back and supporting something I like. What was the first thing that you started helping out with when you came back? As I say, I carry Sandan, but I'm a beginner. So I'm helping the senpai to be an assistant coach, I can say. Assistant coach to teach some beginner, very beginner class. So I can practice at the same time. Even in some classes, cooperate with the government, we promoting Kendo. 
So I joined as a assistant coach, let's say. So I practiced with the candidate, the new beginner, and I also helping them teaching. They remember in my mind is PI. I have a good PI at that time because I, this is the most easy part that I can do, right? I, I can't fight really, really good, but I still can do a lot of technique, I remember. I try to resume, get it back. But I can help the spirit and also many courtesy in the beginner classes. So I both, I can do it in the same time. I help out in that, in that way. How long did it take you to get back into national team shape, being able to be strong enough to feel confident in representing Hong Kong? Actually, everything was doing in the same time, I can tell. I joined the hard training, the national team training at that time also. So everything parallel and doing at the same time. Resume my technique from the very beginning. Of course, I've been doing it faster than a normal beginner. I still have some memory in my mind. It takes me about, I think, one year when I started again. One year. And then I totally get into the hard training with the national team at that time. So I take my opportunity to go to Glasgow. So mm, I should do my best again so at the time. About one year, I guess. And at that time, they already had a separate women's division. Yeah, we have uh, in the World Championship already have girls team, girls competition in the World Championship. So it's a good opportunity. Actually, that's the first time I participate in the Hong Kong girls team. Okay, so you came back and now you're at one of the top levels, at least in Hong Kong, and you had some kind of injury somewhere there that impacted your training again? Yes. It's been a long time I uh, get an injury in my, on my knee uh, during skiing in Canada. So after that, I've been doing a minor surgery on it, and I just resumed my KCON, my training, very soon, as long as I can walk. So that's why after that, I feel a little bit burdened because the knee is keep pain. Even though I, I still young, I can stand for some training, but I is really, really hurt. So it attracted me to the diving, which is less bit painful over there, this kind of activities. So I've been stopped for this reason as well. Uh, after my injury, uh, during my KCO and my heart training, of course, it was really pain. It's a hard time for me, but I told myself, when I saw some people they losing their leg, they just using a force limb to practice, they can do it. Why not? I can't. Everybody was pain during practice with that injury. Everybody, I can tell. Why only you yourself will want to give up? This has always come up to my mind that to support my strong heart, strong mind, keep on my cake, keep on my practice. I think it's very important that everybody has to learn. Some students, they just get their hand, oh, I was uh, uh, abscess here. I feel pain, so I need to stop for two weeks. I need to wait for recover. But I'll tell him, it's just a minor. Of course, you need to get it recover. But this is a good training when you're doing your K-Core. Because of you're holding your shinai too hard, if you keep it on, don't stop your, your K-Core. You know, but on that point, it's really painful. So I need to relax. And then you will change your bad habit by this kind of injury. Okay. Tell me about how you restarted Iido and what was that like? When I was 19, early 80 or early 90, I was starting candle in Iido in the same time. 
I get my shodan in Japan, but I stopped it for more than 20 years. So in Hong Kong, there's few people we started to practicing Yaido. At that time, actually, I'm not really like Yaido too much because honestly, Yaido, the Japanese sword, I have some misunderstood on the olden days. We can say that the Japanese sword killed a lot of Chinese. This is one of the, what's that called? It's the point I can't break through at that time. So I learned, but I'm in my heart, it's not really I like it. But once, one sensei has told me, as drawing the katana is not for killing, it's for protecting ourselves. So it makes my point get loose on it. Oh, actually, it's protecting. The concept is put a little bit different. So even nowadays, i doing my yaido. I continue with my yaido. It's not for healing spirit. It's for making ourselves strong, making my heart strong by use of the katana rather than just want to win the point, killing people in this kind of spirit. It's so different. I try to learn Yaido parallel and more understanding to help my candle. It actually helps, especially like you're holding your shinai, how to hold your shinai, how to swing your, your, your shinai, the way of cutting. It helps a lot for me to understand and improve my candle. Was that something you realized on your own and you decided you want to start doing Yaido again? Or was it something someone told you and said, hey, I think your kendo is getting pretty good. If you did some EI, it would help. No, actually, no. When I was doing a lot of hard training in kendo, especially in the national team at that period of time, the chairman asked me to take care of the Yaido club. So I said, I'm, I was very low done. How can I take care of the Yaido club? I can't teach. I was only Jordan at that time. But say, he, he said, well, I want to develop the, the Yaido club in, in Hong Kong. So you go and try your best. So at the time, I restart my practice on Yaido. And I tried to get someone better technique than me. There is some uh, Japanese in Hong Kong at the time. So I asked, please come and do my class. I've just been starting my Yaido like an organizer rather than a teacher. Definitely not a teacher. I've been organizer. We could people to come and she helping me to teach the Yaido. And I was also at the same time parallel to practice to get my done, done in Japan at that time, only in Japan. So I practicing uh, the sensei I find in Japan. So they're teaching me, try to get me into the exam and get it done slowly, slowly, slowly. It's more than 10 years I take care of the club. So start from Nidan up to 5 Dan, 5 Dan now, take around 10 years. How did you find your sensei? Well, actually, at that time, the, I call senpai, the girls in uh, she's doing the idol. Not too many Japanese in Hong Kong doing the idol. So the girls practicing Yaido, which is really good basic and good work. I asked her to practicing with me and showing her technique to us. Uh, it's not exactly the sensei. So we developed the club slowly, slowly, slowly until I can. And I've been working very hard. I go to try to Japan quite frequently. And I find a, I'm a lucky to have a good sensei in the Mitsubishi Dojo, which is called Kamoto Sensei. It's Naradan in Dojo. So he teach me a lot and very correct way. So he teach me how to bring the technique to my members as well. 
I, I never say I am the sensei of the club or I'm the sensei in Hong Kong for the guidebook. I always say I'm just the organizer and I'm practicing together with all members in Hong Kong. But uh, of course, in nowadays, I believe and I trust myself, my technique, or I still can handle to get people start with the yaido. So I'm practicing with them. This is the only way for myself. Rather than I just so-called myself as a yaido sensei. I try to, I hopefully in the association, together back up with the association, I hope to gather the people practicing in Hong Kong, to make more people practicing in Hong Kong with the yaido. So I make the first competition, Yaido competition in Hong Kong last year, 2019. I start the first Yaido competition in Hong Kong. I hope more people know about it. What is it? And oh, they feel oh, interesting. So they start. Even though in Hong Kong nowadays not have a very high dance sensei, we have local people with Dokdan and not everybody practicing together. I hope to be one of the organizer power and back up with the association to promote this idol in Hong Kong. This is the main purpose. The competition last year, was it something that you were thinking about for a few years or did you just say, all right, next year, I think I'm just going to do this and go? Slowly, step by step. I hope every year we can have the competition, the other competition for the, even Asia. I think competition in Asia is not too many, except only in Japan. Japan, they have many Yado competitions, maybe few countries. But I hope that people can gather by means of a competition and they can enjoy and have a good experience from here as well. This is the main purpose. And people gather to and exchange their experience and share the practicing spirit together to help promote in the same time. You've done so much to help organize EIDO in the Hong Kong Kendo Association. Now that you have your own dojo, what, what kind of lessons are you trying to bring for something that you have full responsibility over? It's not something that you're helping out with. How are you approaching leading that dojo? In Lansing Khan, my own dojo, of course, I was doing the coaching on uh, Kendo. I try to bring the Yaido to my students. They are mainly Hong Kong University students, alumni, and also the, the local the undergrad students. But since they don't interest in Yaido, I'm very surprised. <laughs> so, so far, nowadays, it's only Kendo. In the university, when there's the beginners, I'll let the senpai in my dojo is around Sandan. Nowadays, I have Yongdan. One student has already get the Yongdan in Kendo. So it's pretty good result about that. The senpai is helping to lead the uh, local junior beginners in the university. And when, when they get on their boku, I will be the one to coaching them. I believe in the very beginning, uh, the beginner, they start Kendo, it's not, they, they, they didn't really understand the deep concept, the core of the Kendo yet. They just enjoy gathering and enjoy look like, uh, wow, it's cool for Kendo. So keeping people to going, continue to practice is the most main purpose, rather than just when I teach the beginner, we teaching a lot of hard technique or how to just without the technique doing the competition. I, I'm not too agree with this. So I think keeping big number of people first, let them create the interest on their own, and then they will find step by step 
on the funny point how Kendall going and how slowly to understand Kendall is a really a hard training that we need to keep up our spirit training our mind to do the, the training because when they step on for uh, like wearing the bogu they find that this is the most difficult time they pass through because when you put on your bogu you need you need to get hit that is the, the worst part of beginner because when you're a beginner you only can hit people when people hit you you find oh it was hurt it really hurt so at that time they just quit quickly even though they put on their book they easily do just quit quickly so how to bring their interest continue with the strong mind this is most important i think in every way in the in the candle so you decided to retire so you can spend more time developing yourself and developing the organization what is it that you hope to do with this in the next few years and going on? My full-time job is actually a laboratory technologist. I work in a hospital. So it's tough day that you need to shift duty and then I need to fulfill all my free time to practice. I can say my normal life is very less, even though my sleeping time is less. So I decided to quit my job around two years ago. I have more relaxed time, especially my physical is getting low. I'm not a young girl. My physical is getting down. So I decided to quit my full-time job and do more work on doing my candle. I keep on my diving as an instructor as well to enjoy my life to go diving trip or practicing in Japan, Keiko, Yaido and candle. Actually, I, when I come back to the association on 2000 year, I already helping a lot in the association. Whatever part I can, I can do, I help. And recently, 10 years, more than 10 years, I've been the executive committee member in the association, helping a lot of planning and uh, a lot of supporting work, deal with the government, a lot of these decisions. I'm also involved. So nowadays, I have more free time. Whatever the element the chairman wants me to do, I'll go again. I'm sure that this kind of uh, pattern will continue in the future. I see how much Khan and HKU has grown and how close the members seem to be. So it definitely, the more you can do to help the Hong Kong Kendo and Yido groups, would be great. If you need anything, you just let me know. Okay, thank Hey, more helpful. Lah. Hey, hey. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode because we have a lot more exciting interviews and resources to help you explore the world of martial arts. To get the latest on what we're up to at Tokushikai Canada, subscribe to our newsletter at subscribe.tokushikai.ca and find us on Facebook and Instagram at tokushikai.canada. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs> No fun, right? So, Kendall and Yido is 